That's fair. I think if you're I think if you're a parent, you might be tempted to choose a Byakugan because then you can find your kids very easily. Like it's like, okay, he's run off again. Byakugan. <laughs> See him. Up, he's right there. He's up oh. ahead. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of No Capes Required. I'm Sky Merida, joined by the one and only Supreme Phenom, Doug Gardner. How's it going, Doug? Goes well. Life is good. It's moving fast, but I'm keeping up at a pace like Sonic the Hedgehog, I feel like, you know. Thanks for having me back on, Sky. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Doug and I actually got into a very uh, interesting discussion about driving. So actually, that intro worked actually really well. I thought you were going to say something about drivers in D.C. versus drivers in L.A., but... No, no one needs to know. No one needs to get into that. We could we could hear you here for a long time. But, uh, Very long time. But anyways, uh, yeah, let's get to some stuff that people might actually want to hear about. So yeah, glad to have you back on. Uh, it's been a minute actually since you popped on an episode, and yeah. I figured that with Doug's return, it might be cool to do an anime episode. And there were actually a few big headlines to come out of Anime Expo earlier this month that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet. As well as some other stuff, you know, post-expo that might be interesting to dive into as well. So what we're going to do today is go through some of the biggest news to come out of the anime space in recent weeks. And then we'll leave the floor open for Doug and I to talk about the, announce- the, yeah, the announcements that stood out the most to us. So starting with a Suicide Squad anime from Wit Studio is coming and the first teaser trailer was released. The latest trailer for Attack on Titan's final season, question mark, has come out. My Hero Academia has a collaboration with the NBA and revealed exclusive t-shirt designs. And Toho Animation announced at its panel at Anime Expo that Capcom Street Fighter VI is getting a collaboration with the upcoming film Spy Family Code White. Oh, and last but not least here... The Hollywood Critics Association revealed nominations for the 2023 TV Awards on Tuesday. My Hero Academia Season 6 and Attack on Titan Final Season, the final chapters, Special 1, are nominated under the Best Streaming Animated Series or TV Movie category. They are competing against Animaniacs, Central Park, Harley Quinn, and Star Trek Lower Decks. So those are just the five that kind of, you know, made, I think, the biggest headlines or probably some others that we missed, but... Just uh, sticking with these five right now, um, I'm opening up the floor to you. What was like the first one that kind of caught your attention the most? Um, Harley Quinn. I mean, I, I, I really like how I feel like ever since Suicide Squad first made it to theaters, she has become like a mainstay within like within that DC universe now. I mean, she's gotten like cartoon shows. She's been emphasized in different movies. I mean, like she's all in. I I, I want to ask you, Sky. Now, do you, do you consider Harley Quinn one of the most popular DC characters, or even the most one of the most popular superhero characters within this generation? I probably have to say yes, at least on the DC front, because I think recently, because of the popularity of her series, and yeah, it's crazy actually. Now you think about it, how her popularity has grown. You know, being basically like. Basically, you know, the number two and not like a sidekick to the Joker to now being like one of the more prominent characters of DC, at least for this modern generation. Because, yeah, I think there are some circles where it's like she's more popular than characters like 
Green Lantern, which is, you know, weird to say, but I think, you know, there I think that might be true right now. But yeah, I think Harley Quinn has, you know, become as popular as, you know, almost any DC character, minus of course, like, you know, the big three of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, those higher up tiers. But after that, I mean, you're looking and of course, you know, the Joker, which is appearing in everything these days, but you know, Harley Quinn is, yeah, becoming one of the more popular popular DC characters and probably one of the more popular uh, female comic book characters in recent years. If Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman are A-list, I'd put Harley Quinn in B-list easily. Like, I think she's way more popular than Green Lantern Lantern is right now. Um, In fact, you know, just a side note, we need a Jon Stewart Green Lantern uh, movie. I was just rewatching um, Justice League oh, Unlimited is, and Justice There is going to be a TV and, series for you know, like the yeah for like the upcoming for DCU slate. Like, there's going to be a. Um, I think they described it as like a true detective series with uh, John Stewart and Hal Jordan. So that should be interesting. Okay. So All yeah, right. but you are going to okay. get that. Yeah, because they definitely need some more shine. I mean, ever since that Green Lantern live action movie came out. Was that Ryan Reynolds that did that? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever that came out, it was trash. I didn't even watch it because I knew it was trash. So it was like he that character took a complete dip in his in his like popularity. I mean, you stop seeing like the popular comics explained or comic story and doing like their focus like uh stories on them because it wasn't garnering them the views, which is crazy because Green Lantern in the, the his mythos. In all the secession, whatever you want, Kyle Rayner, John Stewart, Hal Jordan, Guy Gardner, whichever ones, it's always very interesting. So I'm glad they're finally getting something, but I don't want to deviate too far. Harley Quinn, man, she is, I love her character type. I don't know what it is about her. Maybe it's just the randomness of her, but it always works for me. I never get tired of it. She's very similar to Deadpool, I think, in a way, in terms of like yes. being a wild card it, out of the it box. It could have been a model. Could have been a model or something like that. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Like, it's just something, it's that 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 create creativity, her walking around with a bat or a hammer, or even in her show, she got the shark with her. She got different characters. She brings life to everything. So right now, I'm with her. Let's keep plugging her into different things so she can get that shine because I can't get enough of her. And out of DC Studios right now, they need all the hits they can get without Batman. Yeah, when you talk about Anime Expo, I feel like that and the Attack on Titan trailer were probably the two like biggest headlines, I think, or the most talked about headlines to come out of it. I think the Suicide Squad anime, is it's very interesting. Like, First off, it's going to be an isekai anime, which has become a pretty popular genre, actually. Like Ever since like you know, the Sword Art Online boom, it's been one of the anime's most popular genres. I guess right now my word is like intrigue, because... On one hand, it's actually from Wit Studio, too, because, and Wit Studio has made some great and popular anime, so it was responsible for the first three seasons of Attack on Titan, Spy Family, Ranking of Kings, Vinland Saga, and one of my personal favorites, The Great Pretender, among others. Uh, so, Wit, so it's coming from a great animation studio. I guess I do wonder if, you know, because obviously I, I did mention the Harley Quinn animated series, which I really like. I do wonder if we need an anime for the Suicide Squad specifically. I mean, on one hand, I guess you could say that the movie came out two years ago. I don't know what's going to happen with um, those characters going forward. I feel like they probably will have a place just because James Gunn directed the last Suicide Squad movie and he's now kind of the head of DC. So I figure those characters are going to be around for a good while. 
it, it probably goes just back to the Joker point. Remember how we were talking about how we've been seeing like the Joker a lot through so many different projects yeah. and it just feels yes. like he's almost in everything. It's oversaturated. I, I guess I'm wondering if we needed to choose like Joker adjacent characters to have like an anime series out of. Like on one hand, I, I think there's potential with this. I'm actually very interested to see Wit Studio and animation, like I said, a studio I really like collaborate with DC and seeing the possibilities of that. I'm just wondering if the Suicide Squad are the right characters for this specific anime. But at the same time, I'm, I'm intrigued. So I'm just interested to see, uh, you know, what happens from it. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to anime, um, I'm with it. You know, I love anime. Now, superheroes, like American superheroes in anime, usually those are a, a different type of mix. They usually don't stick to the core material as closely as like a, a cartoon would. Uh, which is cool. I love variety. I love like, you know, creating different storylines or even like a putting a different spin on something like that. But I will say some of the things that did point out to me um, was like Joker's character design. I didn't really like how he had like a mask on that was his smile. And then underneath it, he had like a hole for his mouth. I thought that was a little weird. Um, and then the hair, I didn't really like how he looked. Um, granted, I'm still interested in the anime but and uh I'm, I'm keeping an open mind but those were some of the first points that really like stood out to me i'm like this could be a little weird and what they do to it um i remember they used to did they did a, a batman a anime back in the day and that was so different from what the batman i know um to a point to where it was almost unwatchable for me and so i just hope that they keep some of the core concepts um, the same and not deviate too much from it because it could turn off some of your 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 more intense comic book lovers, you know. Um, but I'm all for it. I'm all for the variety, like I said. I did want to actually talk about one of these, which is I thought it was like pretty pretty interesting, pretty cool seeing uh, you know My Hero Academia and Attack on Titan both nominated in this category with like you know American um, you know cartoons with Animaniacs, Central Park. Harley Quinn, actually, and uh, Star Trek Lower Decks. I think it just kind of brings to focus, like, you know, you and I say all the time that anime is just becoming more and more well-known to the public, that it's not, no, it's no longer a niche medium. It's very well recognized. And obviously, nominations like this prove it. I do wonder if that it's now growing to such a pace where maybe, like, because we actually had the Emmys, like, you know, recently, like, with their nominations. Could there be a day and time where anime are actually like regular participants at the Emmys? Now, on one hand, it says like, okay, maybe that's a fool's belief because even American cartoons have a tough time breaking into like the bigger categories of the Emmys. But I just wonder, you know, maybe, who knows, maybe it's like not as far off as once maybe we thought. But uh, yeah, Doug, I guess in terms of just awards in general, when, you know, talking about the Emmys, the Oscars, you feel like anime's you know worldwide popularity especially now more popularity in the u.s could garner it to appear in like more prestigious awards for like you know american audiences for sure i think you're on to something i mean the difference between cartoons and anime right now is the storytelling i think anime does a great job of really having very intricate and very complex story development and I think it's on the level that they could win, garner a huge award. And I think they should be. I mean, there's like 
there's so many different animes that have just like a lot of life lessons. You know what I'm saying? Where the character you it shows you the development from their from their baseline character when they're first introduced into who they become and what the struggles that they go along the way. Like it really it's relatable to real life. And that's why I think it's more attracted to or it attracts a a very large scope of ages because it's not just for kids. You can watch it while you're an adult and still relate to it. And I think that is it actually has an advantage over like a cartoon getting nominated for Emmy or something like that. And I think it's very deserving of it. I think there's already been animated from back in the 80s that could probably go against some of the top level um, storytelling stuff. And, you know, I would love to see that. And I think that was a great topic for you to bring up because it's something that's not really talked about. Well, I think just, you know, I think animation overall as a medium, just getting more respect is something that I just, you know, try to talk about on this show because I just feel like overall it does, you know, it does deserve respect that animated features should be featured. Like if it's one of the best films of the year, it should be featured in the best picture category for the Oscars. If it's one of the best shows of the year, it should be considered in the top tier categories of the Emmys. It's sort of like great art is great art. And so like, I feel like that should be recognized and, and, you know, in fairness to cartoons, there are some cartoons that are now more like adult friendly and I think will connect with adults. It, that was sort of like Pixar's whole brand. You know, one of the reasons why Pixar was so popular is because, yes, like kids absolutely love their movies, but also their core messages and themes resonated with adults. There are other anime that do the same thing. And anime also maybe has the bonus of because also another reason that, you know, anime, I think, appeals to some adults like us and you know people before us is that. I mean, like you brought up the fight scenes. I mean, some of the fights in the anime are just some of the best out there. And so, like, I think if you're just really, yeah, looking for that, then, yeah, you're just going to be immersed in that. But like I said, I mean, it's not even just action. It's just for all genres. And, you know, there's really, like, a genre, I think, in an anime for everybody. And so, like, as as stories are getting more appealing, as the animation is just looking probably overall better and just, you know, just from a visual perspective... I, I just feel like it's going to become bigger and you know and when you know when something becomes bigger and more people are recognize you know recognize it then that also goes down to the awards group so I think I think it's interesting I don't know if it's gonna happen I don't think I don't know if it's gonna happen anytime soon but I just wonder if like you know maybe this is the start of something yeah and I got one more thing to add to that I mean the growth of anime within the US alone has been unprecedented I mean we're getting ready to talk about later on in the show, the NBA and the um, the My Hero collab, which is crazy. I mean, basketball is one of the biggest sports in America and one of the biggest sports in the world. And the fact that you have an anime that's collabing with one of the, some of the biggest markets, some of the biggest teams in the league is is crazy. Um, it just shows the, the power of anime. And I don't think it's going to stop because you have more generations coming up after us who are way more connected to the internet than generations that come before us who have access to all these things. Like I said, Sky, when we was kids, we was at the beach, at the beach house, what were we doing? We had to go in there and check out AMVs to see like, to see like what's what the anime was for Naruto, like uh, when it aired in Japan. We didn't have sites like Crunchyroll to go to. We didn't have these different streaming sites. Now that it's more accessible, it's easy for people to get on it, you know, especially with all these streaming services on it. Every streaming service has an anime section now. There's people that I never thought who would be who would be in love with anime who are telling me, yeah, I just watched Full Metal. 
what you mean? What you know about Full Metal? What you know about the Elvin Brothers? You know what I'm saying? You know, it used to be almost like a sacred thing. Like, uh, like if you know, you know type thing. And now it's like regular people on the streets just like, yeah, I watch Naruto. I actually like Boruto. Now that's a that's a taboo, I, for me at least. But <laughs> I digress. <laughs> it's crazy because like, I remember there was a moment and I, I wasn't really paying attention, but I remember seeing a video where somebody brought up how like, Kim Kardashian was talking like openly, I think on her Instagram feed about like how her, how our fashion inspo is like zero two from Darling in the Franks. And mind you, wow. Darling in the Franks is not like Dragon Ball Z. It's no. not Naruto. It's not like one of the animes that everybody knows of. Right. So the fact that it's like, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's popular for, you know, some sort of demographic, but the fact that Kim Kardashian of all people is hyping, right. yeah, like a, yeah. a lesser known anime of A1 Pictures, it kind of just, you know, it kind of speaks to the fact that, yeah, anime is no longer, like I said, a niche medium. It's very well known. And there are just people that are big celebrities and stars that are very much into that. And eventually, who knows? Maybe there there could be, an, as weird as it may sound, like anime adaptations that are like, you know, making, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars at the box office and are actually well received. But wow, we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see for yeah. that. I did want to touch back on, you You know, you talk about the NBA My Hero collab. There's also the Spy Family collab with Street Fighter. I I think that the My Hero Academia collaboration, collaborating with the NBA is cool. I just wish the designs were a bit more original. It just seems like they kind of copy and pasted the same design for like every team's t-shirt. So I just wish that they, you know, it just seemed like they didn't really put a lot of effort into this collaborate, at least for the, you know, the ones that we've seen so far in the shirts. Like, I would have just loved it if they really, you know, had a creative eye for this instead of just essentially slapping All Might on the back of every shirt and just having, like, the same thing, like, copying and pasting. But that, that's just me. I, I, I Like I said, love My Hero Academia, love the NBA, but I, which is why I think I had maybe higher expectations for this collab, at least to start, but... What do you think? I, maybe, maybe that the NBA doesn't understand. I, I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they are more so like, okay, the numbers are good, so we can do a collab. Because if they really understood what they were really getting into, because Japanese culture is very creative, especially when it comes to their clothing. So it's like I feel like if they really took it serious and had like some Japanese designers come in and be like, okay, we can we, we can make something work here, they would have had really cool collabs, and they would have had NBA players who are like 20 years old. 19 years old getting into the league who would be with it who would be able to market that even better than the older the older guys like because they understand it they grew up on it so i'm with you man they they, they didn't try as hard the thing is yeah, there are a lot of nba players really into anime a that's lot. the thing especially like yeah young a guys lot. like zion in terms of his pe's and his shoe game like you know he had like his whole p collection inspired by naruto and you've got guys like i think I can't remember if it was like either Luka Doncic had like, or, or De'Aaron Fox, I mean, literally showed up to an NBA game wearing a Vegeta jacket, which looked really cool, by the way, but it's it's probably custom fitted for him. So I don't think that's available anywhere else. But yeah, there's just a lot of young guys that are essentially, that are our age, essentially, and are just like us that grew up on this stuff and are just really into this stuff. And I think that you can probably find like a lot of players. There probably is at least a few players that would be able to like really have a passion about this. I know right, right off the top of my head, I mean, Zion and De'Aaron Fox come to mind, but I think Luca is kind of into it, Carl Anthony Towns. So 
I think there are like some young, yeah, players, especially in more coming into the league as like, you know, more generations that just really like anime. So I feel like you're going to see more collabs. I was just hoping better from this one. But that also maybe, honestly, you know what I would like to see? Maybe a My Hero collab with like either Nike or Adidas or something like that. Because we've seen that before in the past where I think Adidas had both a Naruto and a DBZ one. And I probably expected more out of those. But I, I guess essentially if there's a brand that is willing to like kind of do the work creatively, I feel like it could be really cool. Because imagine if there were like, sneakers with like different colorways maybe there's like a colorway for you know you have a deku colorway you have a todoroki colorway that's i mean shoot a todoroki colorway could absolutely have some really creative possibilities where you have the color where it's like half hot half cold where it's like blue yeah Yeah. so i think you know there's just some very interesting possibilities especially for my hero academia which is a series filled with like colorful characters so i and any anime in general i feel like there's just a lot of cool collaborations that can come so I'm excited for it because I think we're going to get it just because, like we said, of just anime's growing popularity. I, I just I was just hoping a little bit more from the you know My Hero Academia MBA collab because when I saw when I first saw that headline, I was like, ooh, this is this this should probably cool. be cool. And then I and then I saw the T-shirt designs. I was like, eh, like it's not bad, but it's just kind of basic. Do you think Do you think they could be testing the waters? to see how stuff sells and if it sells well they'll take it more serious maybe but the thing is if it doesn't sell then i don't know if that's like a reason to abandon ship it could just be like you have to put more effort into it right yeah i'm hoping that they have some type of people there that understand the culture a little bit to explain to these executives how things really work you know because they the opportunity is so big i mean this because it's not just an american thing this is a global phenomenon so like you are you're potentially ruining millions upon billions of revenue just based off your basic designs. You could have really taken this further. You could go into street culture with this, you know, street fashion culture. Like you could take this underground, you could take this all over the place. And so, you know, I don't want to say they're wasting the opportunity because there's probably more opportunities in the future. Anime is not going away as we were just talking about, um, but definitely a disappointment. I'm with you. Hey guys, fourth wall break here. Wanted to give you a quick heads up that this segment does contain spoilers for Naruto, Dragon Ball Super, My Hero Academia, and Hunter x Hunter. Not big spoilers, honestly, at all, if you can even call them that, but we just wanted to make sure that you knew ahead of time, just in case. Anywho, back to the episode. Now we've gone through all the big news topics, I thought it might be a cool idea to end the show off with a Would You Rather game featuring anime topics or anime questions rather i'm I'm interested i I pulled some of these off the web and then some of these i just made up on the fly on my own so we're gonna try just a few of them and see how many we get through but without further ado doug are you ready i'm so ready (laughs) all right first question here would you rather have the sharingan or the byakugan you know my answer to this I am a Sasuke Uchiha fan. I need the Sharingan, man, because there's so many different levels to it. Byakugan is cool. You can see chakra. You can hit chakra points and stuff like that, But and you can see far distances. But the Sharingan is just like, I can copy people's movements. I can see stuff way, like, a little bit beforehand. I can get access to the, the um, Mangekyo, like, like Susano, uh, Illusions, Genjutsu Enhancement. Like, I got to go Sharingan. I have to. That's fair. I think if you're, I think if you're a parent, you might be tempted to choose a Byakugan because then you can find your kids very easily. Like it's like, okay, he's run off again. 
the octagon. See him. He's right there. He's up oh. ahead. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think a parent would probably pick Biakagon. Um and Biakagon honestly is cool. Like I think, you know, as as much hype as a Sharingan has gotten, I think there are some cool things. I remember you were a Sasuke fan, but I think you were also a fan sure. of Neji. So, I was a fan of Neji. Yeah, and I mean yeah, I think there there are some uses for the, you know, in terms of 360 field of vision, everything like that. That would be honestly great if you're like a quarterback and pocket awareness, yeah. knowing like, you know, defenders and everything. So honestly, like Biagon would be really great. I think I would still go with the Sharingan as well, because you're right in terms of being able to just see things. Also, the thing about Sharingan, you see things in slow motion. I, maybe you can do that with the Biagon too, but like, Probably. I don't know, Sharingan for sure I know, and just be able to see people's movements. It, it's close, but I think I'm also going to lean Sharing on. Next one. Would you rather have Ultra Instinct or Instant Transmission? Oh, that's hard. That's that's difficult. Um, hmm, Let me think on that real quick. Instant Transmission, it just makes things so much so simpler. Like, I can be anywhere in a, in, in a second. Not even a second. Instantly. But I think... I have to go with Ultra Instinct because one, I get this cool little aura around my 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 face and my body. That's cool, you know what I'm saying. And then two, it's just like no one can touch me. I don't even have to really think about it. It's just like it's the punch comes, my body reacts. That's crazy. If I'm in football, I'm going crazy. If I'm in basketball, nobody touching me. Like I'm just I'm just a boxing. I would be Floyd. I want to be Floyd Mayweather, Sky. I'm going ultra instinct. I think just to play, I think you're right. I think if you were, I will say, if you're a professional athlete, I think that ultra instinct is probably the way to go because I think you would just be able to like die. I mean, obviously, if you're a quarterback, but if you're even a running back or whatever, in a lot of sports, you could just dodge people so effortlessly. And even in basketball, I think it'd be really cool. That being said, I do think in terms of everyday living, I think. I think instant transmission probably has more benefits in just, you know, being able to get to, from point A to point B. And yeah, I mean, cause you can barely go across the country with like, you know, instant transmission if you have that type of ability. So you don't, so imagine this, you don't have to pay for flights anymore. You don't have to pay for a car. I mean, it, and you can still, you know, get a car if you want to, but like, you don't have to have it. All these, all the, everything in terms of location, traffic, you don't have to deal with it anymore. And so, like, imagine how much more simple it would be to just teleport everywhere. Now, on one hand, you could say that, okay, would that make you lazy? Perhaps, but I think that that just comes down to you in terms of, like, you know, just trying to, wanting to get exercise and wanting to stay fit. But I think just from getting from point A to point B is, like, a very... I think I, I, I think I'm going to go with instant transmission just because of all the uses that it can use for everyday life, rather than just sports. Um, I like that. Yeah. It was a hard matchup. Hard for sure. Matchup. Uh, okay. Different question here. This is like a tournament question. Would you rather be a spectator at the finals for the tuning exams or the UA Sports Festival? Oh, you did your thing. You did your thing on these, bro. Uh, you want me to go first? Nah, yes. Yes. No, you you go. You go. You go. I would choose the UA Sports Festival because, you know, as cool as the, you know, the tuning exam finals probably would be to see like all the top, you know, upcoming potential tuning. You're only you're only fight you're only watching one-on-one -on -one fights. 
Whereas with the UA Sports Festival, you get to see three different matchups. You get to see, like, you know, the the obstacle course. You get to see, you know, the cavalry battle. And I think maybe it changes from year to year. But you get to see another event in that place. And then you also get to see one-on-one fights at the end, just like the tuning exam. So I feel like it's a three-for-one special, whereas, like, the tuning exam finals, as cool as they are, is a one-for-one special. So I'm, I'm going to take the one with more options. I like that. I like that. And I respect it wholeheartedly. I'm going with the tuning exams. Fair enough. Mostly for nostalgia because of I just remember that being like like the pinnacle of like I, I the peak at the time of Naruto. And like so I have to be there for it. I mean, that's when you see these boys become men or, or, or these girls become women. Like you really see an enhancement. You see people during their fights figuring out different places, different, different moves, how to advance themselves because they are fighting their top competition within their classes. And even some people that are a little bit older, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I just can't miss out on that opportunity because I have to see like, who's going to be the next Joni that I have to look out to for who's going to be the next guy that that's going to be taking on these S rank missions. And you know what I'm saying? Like that to me is just really exciting to me. So I got to go with the training exams. Fair enough. Could you imagine how funny it was to see like Itachi is like a seven or eight year old and <laughs> how, how Bro. funny it is for him to compete against all these other like, you know, guys that are 12. Adult. It's like, uh, we're screwed if this guy's, <laughs> this guy's. It's like, it's comparable to Killua going and taking the Hunter exam again. Oh, yeah. Like Louis after he the second in. time and he just whooped everybody. Yeah. He collected all whooped the Whooped everybody. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, this kid is clearly in a different league. There's no reason to give a test. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know if you've seen the video. There have been videos or at least one video that was trying to, like, predict if because the tuning exams in naruto the only the only bummer about it is because it got interrupted so we never you know the tournament right. never finished so there was like a theory video i guess of who would win the tournament if the tuning exams never got interrupted and it was it was very interesting i think i don't know some of it seemed a little wonky to me because it seemed like they were really handicapping gara which i don't know if you really can do i think like I guess on one hand, if Gara try if Kara ended up killing Sasuke, then yes, he'd be disqualified. So I guess you could like try it that way. But then at that point, then I guess Naruto wins if that happens because I don't think there's nobody else in that you know who's competing against Naruto if Gara if Sasuke's dead and Gara is disqualified. But because Sasuke was not winning that fight, I don't care yeah. how much training Kakashi did with him, he Gara was going to win yeah. at some point. I mean, well, yeah, they fought actually in the forest. Yeah, you know, remember they, yeah, they, oh, they yeah. fought and he was right. getting whooped. So, I mean, whooped. yeah, and in all respect to Sasuke, Sasuke was a beast in the junior exams, just that like Gara was like he was. on a different level. Than, He's a Jin Cherokee. Yeah. That's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, yeah, you need another Jin Cherokee to match him, which, you know, that Naruto yeah. was. So, and then the whole village gets destroyed. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> That's the thing. So that fight, it's good that that fight appeared outside the tuning exams because if they did it in the stadium, the whole stadium would get absolutely wrecked. Yeah. Also, also going, you know, I'm I'm going to move on because we've spent too much time on this, but uh, there, I was actually looking at a video. So going back to My Hero Academia, remember um, Todoroki's first fight when he's up against Saro and he ends up freezing like almost half the stadium. Yep. Imagine what imagine if you're a pro hero looking at that and you're just like, this kid is going to take my job. 
Somebody did a video about that, and I thought it was the funniest thing. I'm like, yeah, imagine if you're a pro hero watching Todoroki just freeze half the stage. Like, I can't do that. This this guy's a kid. He's a freshman. Their class is legendary, bro. I, and I mean, I mean, his father is Endeavor. Like, he, of course, he's going to be he going to be a top notch hero when he gets out. But I would be scared too if if, if I saw that. CUNY exam, UA Sports Festival, both both great tournament arcs. We should probably do a, a, a ranking of like, yeah, best tournament arcs. Those are like yeah, that would be crazy. Really, really yeah. liked. With those tough questions, that officially uh, wraps up the show. Doug, as always, lots of fun. Great to talk with you. And uh, yeah, hope to uh, hope you had fun too, man. Because uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, man, it's been a great time. I mean, you you came up with some great topics. Uh, I, I learned a lot that was going on within the world of anime culture that I didn't know was going on. And the the would you rather I think is something that you should keep going because I just had a ton of fun with it. But Scott, as always, I, I appreciate you having me on the show, man. Hope I can come back soon. Of course, of course, love to have you on. And yeah, you're right. The would you rather thing might be something that we could just keep doing for other topics. That, yeah. Go beyond anime, go beyond superhero, go beyond movies. Just maybe something for everything. So, uh, yeah, let us know in the comments if you'd like to for us to keep this going. Appreciate you as always, Doug. And if you want to follow Doug, you can follow him at the Supreme Phenom on Instagram. And is that the same on Twitter? Uh, no, I don't have a. Well, I have a Twitter, but it's not like it's personal. Don't follow me on Twitter. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> don't follow him on Twitter. Don't follow him on Threads if he has Threads. I don't know if he has Threads, no, don't but don't it. follow him anywhere. Just Instagram. On, I don't have it either. But <laughs> just just follow him on Instagram at Supreme Phenom. That's the only one you need to follow. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Flat Sky Eleven on Twitter and at Sky Merida on Instagram. And if you haven't already, go follow the show at Zero Capes Required on Twitter and at No Capes Required on Instagram. But that is officially going to do it. Thank you to our producer, Brian, at Heroes Always Behind the Scenes. Have a wonderful rest of the week. And always remember, keep your head up high and fly to the sky. <laughs>